welcome to Navigating Your Career, the only podcast that blends personal development, professional skills, and psychology to help you get happy at work and live the life you want. If you want to stop feeling stuck and start feeling better, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Melissa Lawrence. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of Navigating Your Career. Today, I have a very special guest on the podcast, Tuba Dallaire. Now, Tuba is a client of mine. We worked together for six months. She works with Johnson & Johnson, and she has had so much growth. She exceeded all of her goals, and I thought that it would be really helpful for you to hear her story, to hear where she started, where she ended her view on career development, and she's even sharing some advice that she wished that she had earlier in her career, a book she recommends. There are a ton of great takeaways in here that you can use to leverage in your own career, so I know you're going to get a lot out of it. Now, before we dig into it, I do want to say that the views and opinions that are expressed in this episode are Tugba's and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of any company in the Johnson & Johnson family of companies. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Hello, everyone. So today I have Tugba with me. She is a client of mine, and she achieved so many results in our time together from knowing what she wanted. She earned a promotion, but even more so was her transformation in her mindset and how she approaches her career. And I think it's a really exciting story. I think her approach on development and how she pushed herself to grow is going to be really motivational and inspirational for everyone to hear. And so I really wanted to have her on the podcast to share her story with you. So I know we're also going to have some tangible tips and some takeaways that you can leverage for your own career. It is going to be so good. So Without further ado, I would like to welcome Tuba to the episode today. Hello. Hi. Hi, Melissa. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today. So I'm so honored, so excited that uh, that you invited me to your podcast. So yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot uh, for that opportunity. And just a maybe little intro of myself. You did a very good job to do it, but just maybe further um, extend that. Yeah. Um, so I'm a pharmacist. So um, I, I, um, I'm working um, within pharmaceutical industry and currently actually medical device industry. So I have um, PhD in pharmaceuticals with MBA and master's in quality management. So I have 15 years of healthcare industry experience uh, within pharma, biotech, and medical devices, as mentioned earlier. So my passion, my really focus is quality uh, management. So I'm working for the last four years uh, within Johnson & Johnson. So um, yeah, so I'm really, really excited about, uh, as mentioned, quality. And my in my latest current role, now I'm able to also combine the customer commercial experience that I had early in my career with quality. So I'm working within commercial quality department, which is such an inspiring opportunity for me as well. Yeah. And where are you based? You want to share that? I know, but you want to share with the listeners? Oh, yeah. I missed that one. That's true. So I'm based in Germany. Uh, (laughs) Actually, my background is a little bit 
mix. Let, let me say, so I'm originally Turkish and married to an American husband. And so we lived in um, Turkey first and then moved to France and currently living in Germany. So yeah, it's mixture of all cultures. I have a son of eight years old. So yeah, I love this mixture, mixture because that gave him a lot of opportunity to be able to even speak those four languages. So yeah, so if you ask me where, where am I from, I get, I might hesitate to tell you, <laughs> but yeah, I'm all of these cultures. Yeah, <laughs> and that's great. And I think actually that could be something we could maybe talk about too a little bit is what it's like to grow your career as a mom and as a partner and you're living in different areas. And then obviously we coach together and um, you're in another country. And so we went through that experience together. So I guess if I could pivot a little bit and just ask you something about that, when it comes to balancing all of that, that you just talked about, what yeah. do you think has been like the, if there has been like one thing that's kind of carried you through or motivated you or that you had in mind as you made all of these decisions and balancing being a mom mm -hmm. and being a wife and working on your career and then also moving as you did? Yeah, I think the most, I would say, um, impactful um, approach was that, um, you know, being able to prioritize first, because um, are you going to prioritize the work or family? Of course, it will be changing over time, over day, over month. So it's it's never the same, but finding that balance, right? Being able to um, establish this work-life balance. So I think I'm very lucky because I'm working also in an environment, in a company where flexibility is uh, very well appreciated. So really, you know, go with this uh, opportunity, use that opportunity to um, to be able to even squeeze, right, those things within the day where, you know, I get to pick up my son sometimes in the middle of the day, but I also, you know, connect afterwards to finish my work. And um, so I take also some time with my husband. So I try to really um, be flexible and manage the schedule accordingly. And um, I think this is one thing. And also having support, right, from, from your family, from, from your partner is another uh, important aspect of it. So I'm also very thankful uh, for that to my husband. Um, so basically, yeah, that's it really, being able to open-minded and adjust yourself and do not be so structured around it. Yeah. And I think like a lot of people that listen to this episode probably resonate with like the high achieving woman. And um, I think the biggest culprit when it came to that work-life balance was more you than your company's requirements, right? Like when you talk about yeah. like wanting to be the best and feeling like there might be something you're missing and wanting, making sure that you have a good reputation and enjoying your work at the same time, it can be hard to kind of shut that off. So we'll talk about that a little bit because I want to frame this from not only the perspective of the journey that you had in coaching and kind of what led you to coaching and the growth that you had there, but then also your approach on career development and what you're doing now and what you hope to do in the future. So if we were to take you back to before we started working together, before you desired decided before you decided to hire me as a coach what were things like for you before we started how did you think or feel about your career yeah so at the time we met um so I was feeling like at a point where I need a change I I was extremely happy 
please, um, yeah, I want to also express that um, to, to audience that I was already very fulfilled in terms of the company I work with, the team manager I, I, I was working with. So that wasn't really the issue, but I had come to a point where um, I needed to use my skills in a in a better way, where um, as a next step, right? Like take the leadership role. So I had this feeling, this gut feeling that was, uh, you know, telling me, repeating me that you, you're ready for the next leadership role. So you just need to, you know, take that next next step. But I didn't know where to go. I didn't know uh, where to start. Um, so that was that was kind of challenging because um, it's a big change, right? Um, so I really needed, I, I was seeking for guidance. So, um, and also, you know, in terms of the work-life balance, I wasn't doing that well. So uh, I, I needed some, some strategies to really improve myself in that area as well, because I was sometimes feeling myself focusing on one thing and uh, I just realized that, you know, I have to do this for all, all my life. So I need to find a better strategy on how to handle things where I could be, you know, successful in every area of my life, relationship, uh, work, my health. So I also needed a bit more guidance about work and um, life balance. Um, so, yeah, basically, that was that was where I, you know, where I have been uh, when I, I met with you. Yeah. So what do you think the tipping point was? So some people might listen to that and say, okay, you were fulfilled with your company. You liked the kind of industry or area that you were in. You liked your team, yet you still sought out someone and paid them a good amount of money to help you. So what do you think was the the tipping point or that edge that you had that made you not kind of settle with good enough and to make that investment in yourself? I would say, I think timing was one thing um, in terms of, I wouldn't say age, but maybe the duration of the, in the position where I, I have been. So I think there is usually a amount of time, you know, that people have in their mind three, three years, I guess, the average. So maybe that was one, one, uh, one aspect of it. And the second was that uh, the personality, right? Like, we also made an assessment when I start with you and we came up in my personality that I, I, I like to grow. So this is one of my triggers, one of my purpose in life, learning. So my learning curve was maybe not as, um, as high as I expected from myself. I think it was already very well because I was in a position where I was exposed to so many different tasks, projects. Um, but still, <laughs> uh, as I've also been a maybe ambitious person, that wasn't somehow enough for me. So I, I, I needed this change. So that was also the tipping point for me to, to really take the action. Mm-hmm. And I know that you had worked with a coach or coaches in the past. So when you thought about making the transition to working with me and doing the work that we had identified kind of early on in our coaching arrangement or in that first kind of consultation call, was there anything that drew you to me specifically? Yeah. So it was kind of very, I would say, mystical, magical how we met. 
because as, as mentioned, I had already run through a process of hiring a coach. Um, but in that process, I noticed that it wasn't responding in terms of um, my speed, right? I really wanted a quick change. Of course, the conversations were so valuable, um, but maybe it was a bit casual. So I was looking for something a bit more structured, a bit, um, a bit well, maybe um, yeah, structured, I would say. And that's why that was one thing that really captured my attention. I saw your posts on LinkedIn that immediately, like, <laughs> captured my attention. I was watching you every day and checking your posts and. Yeah, but I was like saying to myself, that's too late. I already made the choice. But somehow, yeah, a voice inside of me again pushed me and said, let me just talk to her at least, you know, maybe I'll get some inspiration and maybe in future I can work with her. So I couldn't just help myself. It was so um, resonating with me what you were posting, saying. And after the first conversation with you, I said, yes, <laughs> this is uh, this is the coach I want to work with. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. And I think that's a really good takeaway for everyone that it just often takes that first step, right? And I think that's something that you learn throughout the coaching process. It's something I've definitely learned for myself, but just that that it's kind of can feel scary. Like when you said, oh, I already made this decision, like, you know, the car's already going down the road. There's nothing I can do now, but it really is in your power to make a change and just taking one small step towards anything that you want, like applying for the job, having a difficult conversation, reaching out to a coach. It just takes that first step to get going and then you can figure out what to do next instead of making it into some like really big thing that you have to figure out all at once. You can just take it one step at a time. So, um, have another question about your decision uh, to work with me. And you can tell me the the truth on this. I don't think I've ever <laughs> asked you this before, but did you have any concerns before you made the decision to work with me? Uh, and it could be about me personally. It could be about the process or even just investing. Was there anything that you had to overcome um, that you were kind of doubtful or questioning yourself about? Of course I did. <laughs> I would start uh, saying that. Um, so my my concerns were was more like about myself, so I was um, I was sure that the process would work, but I was just not maybe hundred percent sure about my commitment and dedication. So it was a very intense program for me compared to what you know I was exposed to before. It was six months program and meeting every week. I was even th- thinking, you know what am I going to have every week, you know, to talk about? Am I going to have a topic? <laughs> what if I don't have, you know? Or what if I, I don't feel motivated that day to talk, you know? What if I don't feel committed, you know? Can I really be uh, that dedicated to that schedule? Um, what if I get discouraged? Would I change my mind that I don't want to, I don't know, change anymore, you know? So I was feeling like, I'm I'm stuck afterwards, you know. What if I feel stuck that I have to, you know, um, do this like an obligation? <laughs> right, like I like her <laughs> now. What if I don't like her later? <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's great. So, um, yeah, and I think there was also a part in that that I was sure that the process will work, but maybe I was afraid of the change. I was fearful that what if the change changes everything in my life, like messes even my life, you know 
fear of this unknown uncertainty. So um, this survival instinct, I would say, were one of my biggest concerns. Yeah, I think a lot of people go through that when it comes to this or really anything. And what you said about how it could change your life. And like, sometimes we think about just the positive outcome and achieving our goals, but sometimes there is other change we have to manage. Like your partner, for example, like what if you, not to add like more um, concerns for people, but like what if you <laughs> continue to grow and you outgrow your partner, you worry, will they still love you? Or will you still feel connected to them if you're growing and they're not? And a lot of things can come up when you think about changing and disrupting your routine. So how would you say that you overcame that? Because you obviously said, yes, we did coach together and those were a lot of really valid concerns. So how did you overcome them? Yeah, so I needed to go through a lot and self-reflect, right? Um, when I was making that re- decision to really return back to my values and uh, what do I really want? So do I, am I afraid of, the, of this change? So really ask those questions step by step. What is making me, you know, what is blocking me? What is stopping me to really go deep in that um, sense of fear? And try to understand it. So I went and said, went through my, uh, you know, inside and asked those questions. And just even not thinking about, you know, working with you was making me <laughs> sorry, upset, and thinking about <laughs> on the other side working and continuing with me was so energizing, so uh, inspiring. So I just couldn't really help this feeling <laughs> of uh, saying yes, you know, and, um, and be, being ready for this change, actually, it resonated so much with me. And as, as, as said, I felt so excited. So I said, it's time. It's, it's really the moment. It's the right person. So, yeah, just jump in the cold water. <laughs> and I yeah, did. it sounds like it's just a leap of faith, right? And I think that that's a, a misconception that some people have as they wait to feel ready. Like everything is going to be 100% and then they'll do whatever it is they're trying to decide, where really a lot of the big growth happens by making those decisions that you're unsure about because you haven't done them before. And to get different results, you have to do different things. So you're never going to be 100% when you're doing something new. And I think people don't realize that or sometimes forget it when they're in that kind of fight or flight, I'm scared right now type of mindset. (laughs) (laughs) So if Yeah. So if we were to fast forward six months, so that was kind of everything that led you to us working together. (laughs) And if we were to go forward six months, a little bit more. So now, you know, you've gone through the whole program. What is your career like now? Yeah. So through this process, um, I changed a lot, right? I I would admit that. So it went step by step. Maybe it's hard to realize along the way, but uh, you have a very well-structured process. This is one of my reasons that I wanted to work with you, that you make an assessment in the beginning, and then at the end, you have so many criteria related to um, career path, career fulfillment, work-life balance, the personal development goals. So I had those goals, and I had a rating in the beginning, and at the end, all those goals... um, I exceeded all my goals, actually, in a very good rating. So I feel very satisfied, fulfilled. And the best part, you know, is that the work doesn't feel like work anymore, right? So it's really integrated in my life. It's a part of of my life. And um, I'm not afraid of Mondays anymore, you know. 
it just feels like yeah it's part of the life and it's 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 a reason for me to wake up in the bed you know from the bed in the morning and just yeah get, go through my day with passion and with with inspiration and um yeah so in the beginning of course um i was also in a stage where i was transitioning changing roles so that also you know came at the same time and i think that wasn't a coincidence right so that was also a message <laughs> i would say it was like woo, woo but from the universe that we need to work together so you also have been my uh, my coach for my onboarding process to my re- new role so new leadership mm-hmm. role so um i really had a very smooth very flawless um onboarding process it just worked so well and um yeah I, I'm really so happy to to that I made this choice. Yeah, you gave me chills when you said work doesn't feel like work anymore. <laughs> oh my god, that's so yeah. great. Yeah, and so um, for people that might not know some of those details, so you moved into a people management role. So that was something that was on your goal list was to lead people. So you were able to move into a position where you could do that. And then obviously there was that onboarding process, the work-life balance and getting through that. And then how do you think your confidence has changed as far as how you look at your career and look at yourself now? Yeah. I mean, it has been a big uh, transformation, right? In terms of um, how I see myself and how even I, you know, my behaviors also, I feel like change in terms of self-confidence. It really had a I had a transformation. The way that I express myself, you know, the, the courage to go through tough conversations, I cannot compare. Um, and now I'm able to talk, you know, talk to big audiences, join uh, such meetings without really having so many he- so much hesitation that I used to have before. I'm even doing this podcast, and I I can't believe <laughs> that I'm invited to this podcast. So I think that even um, is, is a good example, right? That I didn't say no, and I, I I'm just really happy to be here and express myself that I would never imagine before. So yeah, the, the speaking the truth, right? Being authentic, authentic. So that really helped me also a lot. Uh, the process that you you that you suggested, you we work together to improve in those areas as well. So. Yeah, what more I can say. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you say if you, I know we had a lot of goals that we worked on together and you mentioned that you've exceeded them all, which is amazing. But what would you say is the biggest transformation or change that you experienced from the coaching process? And then if relevant, like how did that impact maybe your partner or you as a parent or just overall other areas of your life outside of your work? Yeah, so as mentioned, authenticity. So I really feel like I, I'm myself. I'm being myself. I'm not being someone else. And um, I don't have to be overprepared, you know, overthinking um, when I'm going to a project meeting. And that's also valid for in my personal life. So I'm able to even better communicate with my husband, having those sometimes, you know, difficult conversations that <laughs> we we used to ignore right like oh okay that's that's an issue for me but maybe I should just not talk about it 
not create any conflict. But now I'm able to really even go through such tough conversations just to improve things. So um, I feel like I'm able to speak my truth um, in a in a powerful way due to this uh, mindset change and authenticity that that came along with this process. Yeah, and how do you think that that because that, to me that's huge. That's a big part of why I do what I do is to help people do just that to be able to be themselves and advocate for themselves and feel good about who they are while also excelling at work and having the work-life balance they want and kind of doing those things in tandem. So now that you have that, now that you have that confidence and that self-advocacy, how do you think your career future is going to be different? Yeah. So it really shifted my mind in terms of what my potential is. And now I have a belief that nothing is impossible. As long as, you know, I have it in my uh, goal list and I, I plan and I work, I keep walking towards these goals constantly. I I, I will accomplish. Maybe it will take some time, <laughs> depending on you know my motivation, how fast I am, and everything. But it's it's possible. So I don't have any more this fear of you know uh, that's not for me. I know that that goal is too big for me. So it's ju- it's just really the matter of strategy, dedication, resilience, and and you will get there. So yeah. it's not about being smart, right? It's all about having this growth mindset and embracing embracing the change and, you know, moving forward. Yeah. And you've gotten such great feedback too, if I can say about your role and the work that you're doing. And it seems like your future just continues to be really bright with the company that you love working for. Um, and that's only being amplified. Yeah, definitely. It it reflects, as said, in every area. Um, so even in the onboarding process, so it helped a lot to, to to be able to get very positive feedback from my stakeholders, from my manager. So um, yeah, that that was only positive. <laughs> so how do you view um, career development now, and is it different than how you viewed it before? Yeah. Um, so as mentioned earlier, I had this um, I had this hesitation in my mind that you know, what if this what if this goal is too big for me? What if I cannot accomplish? So it really cleaned up all these blockages in my mind. So I also loved a lot in your process that you know during during the conversations we had, you were so <laughs> talented to identify such thoughts, right? Such maybe limiting beliefs that, oh, do you think yet you're you're you you think that way? So I was I wasn't even aware of it that I have this belief in my mind, right? So you made me aware of such such beliefs and and shifted them. You also taught me processes how to shift them. So with this um with this freedom of mind, I think um I really feel that everything is possible. Yeah. So it sounds like, cause I mean, this is a, a big part of coaching for people that haven't experienced before is by having someone that can observe your thinking and see where you're tripping yourself up. Because in our own minds, it's really hard to see that because we have our own brain justifying our own thoughts and our own beliefs. <laughs> so would you say then when you look at your career development now versus before, it sounds like before your career development was more, um, 
like you thought the career development pathway was a little bit more tangible around like coaches and courses and books and things like that to develop your career. And now you have this added element of the mindset work and seeing how your thoughts play into things and how building confidence makes a difference and being able to be authentic makes a difference and that it's deeper than just what you can maybe consume academically. Oh, totally. It resonates a lot. I remember even asking in the beginning to you that, um, can you suggest me a book about this topic? (laughs) And I kept asking you books because I was thinking that, you know, everything is written and I need to really, there's a, there's one truth that I have to follow. But after, you know, along the way, you also reminded me this a lot that um, it's just your inner guidance, right? Just trust in yourself and make the decision at the end. Of course, books are good, podcasts, everything is are uh, great to get inspired, but it's not written. Everything is not written there. So we also need to, you know, follow our own guidance based on our beliefs, our values, our purpose. So also trust in this guidance that comes from you and do not seek it outside. So that was also a great shift in my mind that <laughs> I need to trust myself in that sense more. Yeah, that's a great example. I think I remember, I think I remember I asked you, why do you think you need a book? Let's talk about why you think you need that in order to make a decision or in order to take the action that you want to, like you're enough. And let's talk about the skills you already have. So, but that's a really good, that's a really good point because uh, I think a lot of people go to external validation, to wanting something external to tell them that their way is the right way or that they're on the right path. And part of this is learning to get in touch with your own intuition. We did human design, which I yeah, I want so, to also talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. That was amazing. You surprised me a lot, uh, Melissa, with this human design <laughs> because um, I was also in that time um, a bit more into spirituality and reading books about that. And I was even curious uh, on that topic. So when you talk about that, that human design, wow that's that's so exciting I really want to learn and how this is this gonna help for my career right and uh, you did it so well that you helped me to understand myself you know why I make some decisions the way I do so it was a great tool that was very surprising (laughs) but so helpful Mm -hmm. yeah and that and it's a tool that I don't use with everyone. So if anyone is listening to this, that is a client, pastor, president, they're like, what is this human design? You can send me a message. Okay, maybe <laughs> but, you need to explain it. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is a really great tool. It is a little woo, um, as Supa said. So it is kind of connecting the universe and astrology and Kabbalah and these different um, ways of looking at how the universe was designed at the moment you were born and what that tells you about how you show up naturally versus how you're showing up due to social conditioning and other outside influences. So it helps you understand who you're really intended to be about your purpose. It helps you understand the way if you're very emotional or how you handle conflict, it helps you understand why those things are there um, and tap into some potential that you might not know that you had. So it's really useful um, from that perspective to get to know yourself better and feel more authentic if you can lean into that woo a little bit. So I'm glad that we brought that up. 
So would you say that's the thing that surprised you about working with me? Because that was the next thing I was going to ask you is if there was anything that surprised you or what surprised you most about working with me? That was one of the surprises that you had for me. And second one was another tool that you use, Mindset Model, mm-hmm. was so effective that I, I was surprised also, also to see how simple, you know, a tool can be, but how effective also it can be. So you can maybe explain this better, but um, it's really a process of, you know, looking objectively to your thoughts, feelings, actions, results, and assessing the current situation and then um, even creating a new reality, right, based on this situation to um, really target where you want to go. And that's that's very helpful to shift some beliefs that you're not happy with yourself, but there's a way to, to change them, going through step by step all these layers of feelings, thoughts, actions. So probably you can explain this better than me, but um, I'm still using it and it's it's extremely helpful in every area of my life. Yeah, it's a powerful tool. I always think the ones that are the most simple are the ones that are most powerful because the ones that are complicated often don't get used because they're complicated. <laughs> so that's why I like DISC. It's why I like this mindset model. Um, and so the mindset model is really grounded in cognitive behavioral therapy. That's really where the basis comes from. And so it's adapted from that. But it's really a way for you to understand the way that your brain is operating and kind of the neuroscience and psychology behind how you process information. So it gives you insight and awareness into your thoughts that you're having and how those are connected to feelings, how those are connected to the behaviors that you have, and then how your thoughts really connect to the results that you create for yourself. Um, So there's a saying that I don't recall who says it, but it's on memes everywhere that I've seen a million times in my life. That's whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. And that's really part of what this mindset model shows you is how your thoughts are connected to your results and how you can also shift that to create a different result. So once you have that awareness, then you can say, okay, this thought and these feelings and these behaviors are getting this result. What would I have to change to get a different result? And then you can learn to practice that and gradually change your behaviors and learn to manage your mind and change your thoughts so that your default thinking isn't the thinking that is holding you back. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Highly recommend it. So powerful. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say to someone who maybe is not familiar with coaching or hasn't de- um, hasn't invested in their own development before? And so they're hearing this from you and they're thinking, okay, that's great for her. She probably has a million dollars in the bank. I don't know about this. Like, what would you I'll say to them? That. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think what I realized is that I really need a mirror and we all need a mirror, right? To reflect uh, on ourselves because as mentioned, sometimes we are missing the full picture. So coaching is a very efficient way of discovering yourself and your self-worth, recognizing your limiting beliefs and shifting also, you know, uh, them to be a better person. Therefore, um, it was a big investment, I would admit, but it was the best investment of my life. I would highly recommend this because it's so powerful and there is no- nothing better, right, to to shift your limiting beliefs. So even then you have more capacity to, to receive, to be more abundant in terms of 
financially or in terms of success, career, relationships. So I don't think this is comparable to anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know that I could have said it my be- said it better myself. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I think that I think that's really that's really great insight. And it's something that people don't know until they experience it, right? Because it's um unless you've worked with coaches that have helped you um, you know, change your mindset and helped you with career strategy and kind of had that tandem approach before, then it sounds a little bit maybe unbelievable to some people to say, I can change your mind. I can, <laughs> right. Like you have, like, yeah. Or even like there has to be some level of open-mindedness too, right. To say there are things that you're thinking or believing that you don't even know that you are and that I can help you <laughs> govern what those are. Like I can understand that that can be a tall order um, <laughs> for some, for sure. Um, it wasn't until I experienced it myself and that I hired my first coach and started coaching other people that I really saw the power in it, but it is something that you have to kind of take that leap to try. And I would say you also have to make sure that you find the right coach for you because there's a lot of different coaches out there. So make sure that you're finding someone that you resonate with, that you can be um, vulnerable with, and so that you can uncover some of those things because a lot of it is questioning things that you have maybe thought your whole life. Definitely. But it's, it's like a cleaning process, right? Clean all the <laughs> layers in your mind that is blocking you, stopping you from achieving those goals. And you just sometimes it's painful, right? You need you need a surgeon to do that. <laughs> you need someone yeah. else to do. You cannot just do it by yourself. So that's why um, you need you need someone to reflect on you. And um, that's why coaching and mentoring this is so so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it I brought to mind uh, something I saw on LinkedIn last week where there was this visual um, of how when you read books, not going back to reading books, but you read books and do courses and things like that, that you have to apply them in order to create the change. And the thing that I would um, add to that, because I know a lot of people have a lot of books they buy and they put them on bookshelves and they need to get to them, um, is that if you don't address the foundation, you're not going to create the change that you want to see. That's why coaching can also be really helpful because you can you can find all the frameworks, right? You heard some of the tools we talked about. You can look them up, but it's really the application and the integration into your life and then evaluating how it goes. Like if we think about how Um, you apply DISC in your career, how you use your human design, your onboarding process, working with new stakeholders. It's one thing to get the strategy and say, okay, here's what you should do. It's another to go out and try it, hit a roadblock, and then have to come back and be like, okay, well, that didn't work. Now what? And not give up and keep going. Or even just to try something new to begin with. I know I'm not the only person that's attended a conference or something that you walked away thinking, that was amazing. I learned so much, but you didn't actually change your behavior. <laughs> yeah, it says it sometimes stays limited, right? Um, mm-hmm. So you really need also this follow up, someone watching you <laughs> to say, you know, did you do your homework? Because sometimes this is all we need. Even we are motivated, we are not able to do it on ourselves, and it's a process, right? It's it's a healing process. Let's say if you also add some spirituality to it, it's heal, healing in your career, right? So this is what yeah. mentors do, like heal you from all the issues you have because um, we all have this potential. All we need to do is just bring it out, right? 
let it shine and yeah this is what you you guys do <laughs> and yeah. thanks for that <laughs> so what would you say because you brought up mentoring how would you say that mentoring and coaching are different yeah um I think I I might not be able to differentiate it as perfectly as you do um I think maybe I make the mistake of using this this word right uh same time so i would reflect back the question maybe i didn't work on that lesson so well <laughs> to make the no. differentiation <laughs> no so. i think there can be some overlap i think you're absolutely right i just was curious if you had worked with a mentor and then working with a coach if you saw a difference or if you were just using coach and mentor interchangeably I think I do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> yes. people do ask me that sometimes, like, what's the difference between coaching and mentoring? And um, I think that where there's overlap is sometimes you can get people that are coaches as your mentors. So for example, mm-hmm. I used to do mentoring or I do to some extent within women in bio, but um, it's different when you have someone at work that say has achieved a level of success that you haven't, or maybe has a skill that you haven't, and you're meeting with them to learn from them, from their experience. They're not necessarily that mirror. So they're not trained in coaching and helping you overcome limiting beliefs. They may not be providing um, career development strategy or doing assessments with you. You're not necessarily working on overall career goals. It may be you're working with them because you're trying to increase some certain acumen or you're looking for a sponsor in the workplace to help you get new opportunities or visibility. And the ownership is really on the mentee to really drive that relationship and to ask the questions where with a coach, the coach is asking the question and the, and the coach is guiding the mentee or the the coachee. See, now I'm using them interchangeably (laughs) to reach their goals. So to me, coaching is more strategic. It's more of a science and a structure and you have a defined outcome where mentorship is more of a allyship. Okay. So it could be also in different areas, I believe, mentorship, right? In in life, it doesn't have to be only career development, but could be anything. And coaching, it sounds like a bit more technical, a bit more specific, right? Yeah, maybe to improve a skill or to be successful in a specific type of project. Yeah, things. This is how I understood from what you Yeah, say. no, definitely. Because coaching is like if... um, So the premise of coaching is that the answers lie within you. So when you talk about how you're more authentic, you feel more confident, it's not because I changed you to be someone I thought you should be or told you you should be different. It's because we elevated and uncovered who you really are and built the skill of you going out and being that person without fear of what people think and without doubting yourself. I like this so much, yeah. Yeah. I think it's (laughs) it's perfect little authenticity definition. Yeah. And so where a mentor is more, you're leveraging their experience. So it might be if let's say we were to get together and you were to say, okay, I'm running into this difficult situation at work. What should I do? Right. Or what books do you recommend? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Instead of mirroring it back and saying, okay, let's talk about why you need this, or let's look at these goals that you have. Does this align with this and helping you discover who you really are and how you want to handle things in a way that you feel good about instead of just leveraging what I've done and what worked for me. Yeah. I'll take a note, not to forget. Yeah, that was probably the longest Q&A, but that's probably necessary, right? To tease out what is coaching and mentorship. So that's good. Okay. So can you share with us what your current career development goals are? 
Yeah, so um, I would say that I already, you know, reached out to, to the leadership role that I was seeking for in a in a department that I I'm really passionate about. Um, in a great team with an amazing manager. So um, I feel like I am where I need to be right now. But of course, in future, um, my goal is really to complete my onboarding process uh, flawlessly and um, yeah, establish myself within my new role as a new manager and continue really working on this direction. And as a next step, I really want to expand my impact, reach out as much as people possible, continue learning and sharing my experiences and values. So um, also, you know, even develop those soft skills where I can share, you know, as within the company, even as a, as a coach, as a mentor, to share those experiences so other, other people uh, can also benefit from it. Yeah, that's great. And what is, I like to ask everyone that comes on the podcast this yeah. question, what is one piece of advice that you wish you had earlier in your career? Yeah, um, I would say that I wish I had known that there's a way to, there are some shortcuts, there, there are ways to make things a bit more efficient. And I was seeking those solutions by myself because also at the time where I was at the university, I was graduating there was not such a yeah, culture of mentoring or going asking people. It was so rare, so not normal, right? So mm. I just choose a way of trying myself, trial and making you know errors, trying to find my own way, what I really like, because I didn't have much idea in the beginning. So I wish I had I was directed <laughs> from the beginning um, to know myself better to understand my values better, um, that I could have maybe spend less time on that and um, come to a different um, maybe level right now. But it's also a journey, right? Everything um, that I went through taught me something and improved me, uh, improved me. So I'm not regretful for that. But yeah, the advice I wish I had early in my career that there is someone also holding my hand and explain me a little bit uh, more efficient way what my choices are and mm -hmm. what I'm capable uh, of doing. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with is we, there's, I think there's almost like a pride element with it. I know that's how I've experienced or some of my other clients have experienced it where it's like, you just want to persevere and figure it out on your own. And like, you can do it. You don't need help kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize like, oh, I could have just done this and, you know, that's it so actually right. didn't bruise my pride. It got my results faster. <laughs> So is there anything else that you want to mention today? I know we covered a lot, but is there anything that like you want to talk about that we didn't talk about? I just, uh, a thought just popped in my mind that I also, you know, you asked this question of what's changed. So I laugh more, right? I laugh more now at work that... Uh, <laughs> Even in, in the meetings where, um, in serious meetings even, just the joy comes up uh, somehow. So I think that's a great sign also showing that I, I am where I, where I need to be. So all I want to say is 
Thank you for that. It has been such a transformational journey with you. Aww. I'm so grateful for it. <laughs> Aww, it has been my pleasure. Yeah. And this book that you recommended me, Stella, <laughs> Zone of Genius. <laughs> I cannot just ignore that book. It really also uh, helped me a lot. And thank you also for opening the doors to my zine, uh, Zone of Genius, uh, like indicated in this book. And um, so as mentioned, I think it was the best investment that I have ever made. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. So if people want to reach out to you after this, are you open to that on LinkedIn? Yes, of course. I'm okay. um, I'm accessible on LinkedIn and wherever, you know, you post this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> any question or uh, any comment, I'm, I'm happy to follow up. Okay, great. I'll put your um, your LinkedIn link in the show notes so if people want to reach out to you on LinkedIn and ask you any questions or just connect with you there. That's all. They'll, they'll know how so to exciting. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, we'll go ahead and end this episode today. Thank you, Melissa. It was such a Thank pleasure. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>